0: Welcome to Thank You for Toilet Paper, a history of the little things, a podcast where we talk about a few things to be grateful for and the history and stories behind them. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miller. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get going. So thank you for bearing with me. In the last few weeks, I definitely overestimated my ability to get over jet lag quickly. That is not my superpower. I got back from my trip to Korea at the start of the week and jumped straight into work with very little sleep, which meant I had very little brain power left for things like podcasting. But there are still things to be grateful for, so if you are willing to bear with me, we're going to try something a little bit different for this episode. We'll talk about some of the tangible and intangibles when it comes to gratitude framed around the experiences I had on my trip. And no, of course, this is not because I haven't had time to research things. Mostly. I mean, there's been some time. (laughs) We're working on it. It's fine. We'll catch up. But I promise, well, I hope this will be fun. But first, a quick story to set the stage for this episode. Full of stories. Seems appropriate. When I was a teenager, my mother and I were both cast in a community production of Footloose. At the time, I was, as I mentioned, a teenager, which meant that my relationship with my mother was sometimes tense. And this was one of those times. We had our struggles like everyone. With this much concentrated time together, however, we came up with an interesting solution that was totally nonlinear and maybe didn't make any sense at all, but we decided to try it out. On the car ride to practice each night, we would take time to tell each other our TMLs for the day. Now, at my high school, the acronym TML had already been owned by a couple of guys in the theater department, and it stood for Tall Man Love. They were both extremely tall, nice guys, beautiful voices, very funny. Our version of TML, however, stood not for tall man love, but instead stood for tender mercies of the Lord. If that's not your thing, we can just think of them as tender mercies of life. How about that? So we talk about the things basically that we were grateful for and share them with each other. On my list nearly every day was, of course, toilet paper. Yes, my branding has been strong ever since I was a teenager. But we'd also share surprising things that had happened during the day, where things had just kind of worked out or been exactly what we needed. Maybe my mom found a parking spot near the grocery store entrance, which was good because her back had been hurting. Or maybe a quiz I had been worried about worked out well, or I had had a successful social interaction at school, which, you know, was important to me. I honestly don't remember the specifics of those conversations, so those examples are basically made up but not far off from the types of things that we would discuss. And I know I was always grateful for successful social interactions at school. High school is not easy, my friends. That is why there are so many movies made about it. We're all still processing. It's fine. We'll get there. But what happened slowly and over time without any big ginormous moment of, wow, look at our relationship blossom, was that our relationship did improve. And by the end of the summer, we were much closer and kinder than we were before. It was incredible, and it didn't make a ton of sense, but the experience itself was also a TML. So if you're down for a few stories this week, I will try to paint the picture of my time in Korea for you and mention a few TMLs along the way. Consider this my substitute for sitting through a slideshow of all the pictures I took. I promise not to tell too many stories, though. Probably. Let's start with the flight. I am the chatty type on the plane. Yes, I am that overly friendly person. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't have to be on the flight home from Seoul. I definitely enjoyed the predominantly silent camaraderie of my seat companions. Most of our interactions had to do with trying to get to the bathroom. Those are also some strong bonds, not going to lie. On the flights to and from LA, however, I had very enjoyable conversations with my seatmates and made new friends in both cases. I'm very grateful for these chance connections. I also love the movie selection and, like, take time to plan out by the hour how many movies I can watch. That didn't necessarily happen, but I did find some good ones that I enjoyed. There was one called The Book of Fish that I watched on the way back that I thought was really beautiful. Once we got to Korea, apart from the many new experiences available to us in terms of language, food, culture, and just, like, the sites, really, really beautiful historical sites, I had another new experience. I have never sweat so much in my entire life. Nor have I ever talked about sweating so much in my entire life as I did on that trip. Not even during soccer tryouts and practices, and so I became even more grateful for things that we've already covered in this podcast like handheld fans and umbrellas, as these provided a much-needed reprieve from what I simply came to think of as my second layer of skin, the sweat. But enough about that. The main reason for the trip was, of course, to compete in the 15th World Taekwondo Culture Expo in Muju at taekwondo taekwondo Wan itself is simply stunning. A huge campus dedicated to martial arts and built in harmony with nature, nestled into the mountains. Well, in harmony with a bit of work in the construction, I'm sure. But beautiful nonetheless. And it was actually something that my Savonim had been a part of creating this experience, and it was just stunning. While there, we had the great fortune of meeting teams and competitors from around the world, making friends and sometimes literally kicking butt if one was competing in sparring and, like me, was not flexible enough to kick higher. Still working on that. Beyond the competition, however, we were well taken care of with amazing food, stunning hikes, and some fun times as a team. I am still so grateful for the people that I met and trying to do better at keeping in contact with them because I am not good at that, but they have all been so kind and hopefully we will see each other again someday. So now for one of those tender mercy moments. Early on in the trip, we had the chance to visit Kukiwan. Our Sava name taught there and had great relationships with people. Kukiwon is like the premier school for taekwondo. Uh, it's awesome and impressive and intimidating. We had the amazing opportunity to train with another fantastic master and also go inside Kukiwan and see the students train. They were incredibly skilled. We received a gift from Kukiwan as well, a beautiful pin. Later on in the trip, one of the students actually lost his pin. And I'm not sure if there were extras, but it was kind of just like a sad moment of, oh no. But we had to continue on our trip. So fast forward to Taekwondo Wand, the day that we had our final competition, I had competed in my sparring match and changed and was sending a video home to my family to tell them about it. When a gentleman in a suit came over and greeted me, I was sitting outside. There's this beautiful area as the whole place is so beautiful um, with picnic benches and like cute little Instagrammable spots. Like literally it's like put us on Instagram, which I mean, it's adorable. So yes, yes. And we'll do that eventually. But I was sitting there getting ready to drink my juice and chat with my family. And this gentleman comes over. He's in a nice, like, crisp suit. He looks official. And he greeted me. I said hello. And we tried to chat in each of our broken Korean and English. He introduced himself as being a part of Kukiwon and congratulated me on competing. He left after a little while to speak with the people he was actually there to meet with. And before he left, he gave me a pin out of the blue. It was a Kookiewan pin, which meant I had two which meant I could give one to a student who had lost his. TML. There were many small TMLs as well, like finding a very specific sticker that I was searching for and just, by happenstance, managed to find, or discovering that melon ice cream bars are the best things on the planet, even though I don't actually like melon. But overall, some of the best TMLs were just meeting nice people. Moments of connection. We went shopping in In Insadong, which I say wrong and get made fun of for saying wrong, but I'm sorry, Insadong. 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 I don't know. But somebody who knows, I hope you're enjoying laughing at my pronunciation. (laughs) So we went shopping there and I came back later on my own because I had wanted to purchase a piece of art, which unfortunately promptly got smashed in my luggage. So if anyone knows how to unfold art, please let me know. I'm very sad about that. But while I was there, I had the chance to chat with the proprietor of this gallery. He was very kind as we chatted, and he learned a little bit about where I was from, and I learned about the prince that he liked best, and we got to talking enough, and he asked why I wasn't married yet, which made me feel like I was talking to one of my grandparents. All of my grandfathers have passed away at this point, so it was actually quite nice to connect and get that familiar feeling again, even if I didn't have a very good answer for his question. (laughs) I actually had a second grandpa moment on the trip, although this one was rather different. In Busan, I stopped at a convenience store to put a little bit more money on our travel cards for the group, but I didn't communicate it very well. And for some reason, my Korean skills, which I had felt okay about up until this point, broke down to their lowest level. And I held up the line for like seven or eight minutes trying to figure out what the guy working the counter was saying and what the problem was. While I was using my translation app to try to work things out, an elderly man stood by me in line. He would read my text and give me the thumbs up, and he'd try to tell me what was going on in Korean, which I didn't really follow, but, you know, he was nice and, like, a cheerleader, like, you can do it. (laughs) Um, Finally, we got it all sorted out, and I had thought that he was just, like, waiting in line to go after me, but turns out he was just watching the encounter. (laughs) So he walked out with me, and... As we went out of the shop, I explained that I felt embarrassed and he told me in Korean and it was Korean that I could actually understand. He just said which means it's okay. I walked a little ways with him and then met up with my friends. It was a short encounter and we didn't have a lot of time to chat, but it was nice and a little bit embarrassing, but nice to have a companion through my fumble. Over and over again, I bumped into, as Eric Avari would put it, the kindness of strangers. Whether this was popping into a bakery that was about to close for the day and the proprietors giving us extra pastries just because, or using translation apps again to chat with strangers at the airport and learning that this particular woman had a daughter who was also into martial arts, to surprising random individuals with my very limited Korean, which led them to thinking I could speak a lot more than I actually could, which meant practicing my very well-honed technique of smile and nod. Mmm. Mmm. Oh. 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 <laughs> Uh, that will get you through a lot of things in travel and body language. Uh, so I served an LDS mission and it was in Germany. And when I was first getting to Germany and learning the language, uh, our mission president at the time would tell us, oh, don't worry, you know, 80 percent of communication is body language. And depending on how new you were to the language in the area, he would like up that number. So I'd hear it later, him talking to other people and saying, oh, don't worry. of communication is body language, so (laughs) I, like, am running with that through life, and so far, gestures seem to be working. One of my favorite places that we went to on the trip, and this happened after most of the team had gone home, was Pusan. It was fantastic, and I loved it. Aside from watching Train to Busan while riding the train from Seoul to Busan, which was a great, albeit probably cliché, choice and much more intense than I'd remembered, we had the good fortune of having an incredible Airbnb host who helped us feel so welcome, settled, and ready to reset and go out on our one-day Busan adventure after a very early morning train ride. While out and about, I ran into more of the kindness of strangers with a crossing guard who apparently, upon observing my bright, red, and definitely sweaty state... Uh, felt the need to fix it and he came and ran after me to like the bus stop that we had stopped at and gave me an umbrella. It's very possible he had wanted it back and I accidentally stole it which I suppose now means I need to go back to Busan and give every crossing guard I meet an umbrella or see if I can find him. (sighs) It's a difficult task but I think I have to do it. One of my favorite parts of Pusan was also chatting with our Airbnb host and finding unexpected connections and an unexpected happy rapport, all while enjoying a delicious grapefruit drink that apparently it was very weird that I liked, but I thought it was amazing. So there you go. I like grapefruit, but not melon. All the things we're learning today. We also learned a lot about making the best of a situation, like the time we got our BBQ chicken which is amazing and delicious. And if you go to Korea, please go get BBQ chicken. And we were heading to the beach when it was raining. And it had been raining, but like it decided to rain on purpose. I feel like some of the rain we experienced in Korea was like... Thinking about rain. So, like, very misty. But then it rained on purpose, and this was very wet, and it came down hard. And so, we ended up eating our chicken in the rain, huddled under some trees as people stared, and we laughed and ate. And they also laughed, sometimes with us, sometimes maybe not with us. (laughs) Another moment happened when I ended up accidentally hiking up to a temple on my own in my slip on sandals and pajamas. This was not the plan. The plan had been a short walk, but some contemplation was needed that morning and I do my best thinking while I'm walking. So I just kind of kept going and surprised a few hikers along the way who were very well prepared in like, you know, sweat wicking material and spandex and like hiking rods and shoes and backpacks and hats and you know, hair that had probably been brushed (laughs) and they would point to my slippers and look with concern and I would respond with this was an accident, but it was actually a really beautiful memory for me and just what I needed. So something else that I needed kind of desperately was more help with my taekwondo skills. That's why we were there. It was in this same city where I had been hiking up to a Buddhist temple that we had the chance to practice training with the Songji University demonstration team. We met with them for a few hours for about three days and trained. We didn't know it really at the time that they were going to give us this much attention, especially when they had an important competition coming up. It was an unexpected gift. The members and master were the most patient and encouraging instructors I'd ever experienced. I felt particularly grateful as I'm still pretty new to all of this. And while the demonstration team members were flying through the air with grace, knocking out 540s and 720s with relative ease, I am still struggling with a basic 360. (laughs) So uh, I needed a lot of help and they gave us a lot of help. Even through the language barrier, we made friendships and fantastic memories. One of the most memorable for me and fun was learning the team's dance to a popular song by Korean artist Psy with Suga from BTS. It's called That That, and it is an absolute bop, and I definitely recommend giving it a listen and then picturing a bunch of Taekwondo students (laughs) dancing to it. It's fantastic and brilliant, and wonderful, and it was a moment and a memory that I cherish and will treasure for my life, and hopefully we'll be able to see the students again soon. Songji University demo team, Hwaiting. <laughs> ting! Other moments of connection I appreciated were pretty small like a friend sharing their earpods and listening to the same music while we were on the bus. Just quiet connection. Or the time we were walking on a bridge around an overlook by the ocean and the wind was blowing like crazy and we had made the unfortunate decision, a friend of mine and I, to wear dresses that day. And so we had a very like Marilyn Monroe experience without feeling or looking much like Marilyn Monroe. We spent our time <laughs> trying to walk and hold down the skirts and ran into other older women who were also trying to hold down their skirts. And so we huddled together and took a picture laughing at how ridiculous we looked and eventually just kind of ended up tying the skirts into pants. It worked. I think one of the things I am also most grateful for for this trip while it had its hard moments for sure, like <laughs> there were some dark times, and it had its own difficulties, what I am maybe most grateful for is that I felt like I rediscovered the parts that I like best about myself, and learned a little bit more about loving living again. So even if you know it's just going to a new town near you or a new shop, uh, there's opportunities to rediscover things that you love about yourself. Take those. It's important. So even though I'm back home now to the daily grind and want to immediately go out and go somewhere else again, get on another trip, I'm reminded that the love of life and self that I found on this trip can be rediscovered in small moments in my regular everyday. If I remember to take a second to approach my daily surroundings with the same kind of wonder I had in Korea, it might just be noticing that the clouds look particularly awesome or discovering a snail who somehow made his way onto a rock in the middle of the river, it might be the moment one of my favorite songs comes on. There will still be those nice moments of wonder. In the meantime, for the moments of my regular life that are more difficult to handle, I think I'll try and take time to look for those moments of wonder for good food, laughter, strolls outside, or pretending that this is the first time I'm seeing such terrible driving in my state and trying to just accept it the same way I accepted the terrifying but impressive precision of Seoul bus drivers. That's it for this week. Thank you for walking back through my trip to Korea with me. There are, of course, many more stories, but less is more, right? Especially when one has perhaps already overshared. May you find the little moments of wonder wherever you live today, and may they give you the recharge and the reminder of the things that you love about yourself that you might need. So here's you finding your own TMLs this week, whether that be tender mercies or tall man love, whatever you need. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a marvelous day. Take care. <laughs>